Welcome to More of That Presents Discographology, the podcast where a Springfield, Missouri band dives deep into a band's catalog, one album at a time. I am Matt. I play guitar. I'm Josh on bass. I'm Logan on guitar. I'm Blake, and I play the drums. And we are More of That. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. They did the mash. It caught on in a flash. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll move on to my uh, mix. Uh, it is entitled Songs from the Lab, Volume 3, 2020. So by Dr. Logarithm, Dr. Logarithm. Yes. Um, so I don't know. I like to leave my Halloween mixes up to, open to interpretation, but kind of the approach that I, I, I come at it with is a uh, Dr. Logarithm's castle of horror, you know, horrors. So I like to think of there being dungeons and corridors and different rooms full of different monsters. Uh, I like to kind of throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. I want, you know, there to be witches. I want there to be demons. I, uh, I want there to be aliens, anything that's Halloween related. I like to throw into the cauldron and get that bubbling. So get uh, that witch's brew going, that witch's brew going equal opportunity. Yes. Uh, so I started off uh, with the track from Henry Hall and his orchestra, Hush Hush, Here Comes the <laughs> Boogeyman. And I kind of mixed in some spooky, rainy, thundery sounds uh, with it and then into some more intense, uh, creepy uh, sounds. It, I wanted it to kind of sound like an old-timey radio version. It is an old-timey radio song, but I wanted it to yeah. especially sound that way on the mix. Um, but it's basically, you know, like... Hush, 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 here comes the boogeyman. Here comes the boogeyman. You know, that kind of deal. Um, but I wanted that Just to pretend start to build this kind of anxiety, crocodile. get this scary vibe going right off the bat, and just kind of more. Where'd you get that rain? Where'd you get the rain? It sounds really good. That rain, all that rain sound. I've had. Did you record that? I did at one point. I There was a storm, and I, I was out with my handheld and got some really good Dope. storm sounds so i had that kind of just in a filed away for a rainy day <laughs> <laughs> i really like how that this this old timey record kind of starts to sound like it's becoming buried underneath the rainy sound yes it, you, yeah, this anxiety starts to build and i wanted it mm -hmm. to go right into ministries every day is halloween and if you wouldn't mind to drop that Oh yeah, yeah. Comes comes swinging. Quite a different ministry from what we heard on that on Matt's. Oh yes, you're right there. Yes. Well, I when Matt brought up ministry in a in a text, I got worried because I'm like, uh oh, uh oh, is he gonna? <laughs> uh, I figured he was gonna use this song, um, but I was glad to see it was a different one. Um, but yeah, uh, I really enjoyed this song. I, I I just love how it's it's kind of about 
uh, a culture of people that just they dress every day like it's Halloween and it's and you, the people on the street or wherever just are like, why do you dress like that? Why do you want to look so absurd? And it's just like, why can't I live my life how I want to, man? You know, uh, I like that whole kind of vibe and just every day is Halloween. But yeah, I don't I don't know much about ministry, so I don't have really much to say about it. But I just thought it was a very appropriate opening song. I, I immediately envisioned it as being the opening track. Um, but then I uh, I like it as an opener. I don't necessarily have thoughts on that in particular. I was gonna say one thing. I think you always do really well, Logan. I I really like about your mixes is you always start with a nice atmosphere. Like your first track, and you did it this year as well, where like you just set a very cool atmosphere and tone for Halloween, and then your second track is really where you, yeah. where you kind of like propel, you know, uh, off. And I think that's really cool. Ah. I like the atmospheric stuff on the first track for sure. I'm also a big fan of transitions, and I uh, really appreciate how the the rain sound transitions into track two itself. Cool. Absolutely. Well, thank you for the kind words, but uh, I do have to say, I really don't want to be me. And if you wouldn't mind to drop typo (laughs) negatives, I don't want to be me. I so the first time I first off I love Dang. typo negative uh but I saw this music video and uh the thing that popped out to me was how uh, it was such a juxtaposition cuz this you've got typo negative that's this just dark intense you know creepy band uh but then the video was this this man that just works the grind come home after a long day at work and the first thing he wants to do is just run into his closet and start dressing up as different characters men women character you know he he just doesn't want to be himself and just kind of give puts on a show for himself and enjoys his time at home where he gets to be somebody different and um i just thought of the halloween you know vibe of we dress up we we go around uh so that that fit really well for me mm-hmm. I, I can't be the only person that had this thought, and this is uh, another lo- <laughs> I know the local music reference. <laughs> yep. you know, wee, yep. wee, wee, uh, but I was like, wow, this sounds like Fatherton. <laughs> like, God, my <laughs> God, yes. I mean that in the best way. Oh, yeah, not I a immediately bad thing, but thought not, not like including the, the way the, the, the voice sounds. Uh, by the way, Fatherton yeah. is, was Logan's uh, long-running band. Uh, you didn't ever sound like that, Logan, vocally, like that deep growl kind of right. but man when the especially when the synth kicks in i when was like yeah, hit. this sounds like well, it, it it's does. crazy um i i think this song came out more in the mid 2000s i i don't think i had heard this song but the first time i heard it oh, wow. that's i just was gravitated towards those types of guitars and synth you know i'm just like yes that is the kind of sound that's the sound right there and i'm into it so what if they were ripping Fatherton? <laughs> I, I highly doubt that. <laughs> but uh, 
so when you get when you get as dark as as uh, Peter Steele and and those and typo negative, uh, you're you're flirting with the devil. So uh, sometimes if I know <laughs> them right, they're they're into making out with the devil, that kind of deal. So you know you got to kiss that goat, <laughs> and uh, that leads us to our next song mm-hmm. by Ghost. Kiss the go goat. Oh, man. This famous song from the 60s. uh, I'm sure you guys have heard it a million times (laughs) and uh, have have worn it out by this time. But uh, no, this this song is incredible. It's on the Seven Inches of Satanic Panic release. I talked about it on the show. Getting talked about it. It Uh, it is one of my favorite ghost songs, and uh, the video for it is, is even better. Uh, so I, I highly suggest that. But what do you guys think of it? I you already it know what rules. I think. I fucking love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. When it starts, I was like, it sounded ve- the intro is very similar to the ghost song uh, "Dance Macabre." Mm-hmm. Like at least the the vi- Did, first I couple. I don't know about that. The first couple of notes I feel like are the same notes but it's a different song for sure i'm not saying they did the exact same one but that was the first thing when it started i was like is this just a different version of dance macabre um i i love the image you included we haven't really talked about artwork but oh yeah yeah logan's artwork for his mix on the back has a picture of a goat who is saying kiss me with a (laughs) uh, word bubble so i liked the inclusion (laughs) it's a man in a large goat headdress thing (laughs) <laughs> also, I did, robes. I did have to look up lyrics to this song because I was like, "What is he saying?" Oh, he says the it's all about Satan, cons- Lucifer, consensual sex and with the I devil. Thought he was, <laughs> right? I thought he was saying Satan, Lucifer. I still love myself. Oh, no. I was like, what does that mean? Obscenum. Yeah, that's what he's saying, and it, it, it means like obscene kiss or yep. something. Uh, so it's, it's the satanic version of, of Prince's. Uh, kiss. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, yeah. But I, this is uh, every. I feel like I'm slowly uh, becoming a ghost fan over these Halloween mixes because uh, yeah, every year to. there's another ghost song that I'm like, that is, hey, this riffs, is a pretty that good is song. My intention then, to plant the seeds of ghosts, <laughs> and this slowly. is the first year that I've had a little bloom in my garden, and uh, we'll get to talk about that <laughs> later. <laughs> Uh, can, I, can I say it's it's crazy that I didn't uh, that I didn't put this one. On, I know on I was mine. really worried because uh, you were be- talking about that, and I had to send him a message. I'll be honest. I'm like, so uh, yeah. I don't know if you've listened to that Satanic Panic yet, but uh, don't maybe until uh, after the <laughs> Halloween podcast. He's like, oh, I, I already had listened a, to it. I I I listened to it a year ago, I'm but like, I mean, yeah. My, yeah, my my mix has to do with satanic panic, so it's a miracle that I do have ghost, but it's a diff- different ghost song. Anyway, right, we'll get to right. that. But uh, no, it, it's definitely an anthem, but I don't know if it tops the anthem that we're about to talk about next, which Ooh. is uh, Witch's Anthem <laughs> by Creepy Bad Witch. Drop that explicit content. <laughs> Bitch, shut the fuck up. Do what I want and do not get too fucks. Watch what you say, I might grant you some luck. Juju like this, this these niggas moose truck. Damn, son. Pull your car, 
hard. Don't need no tarot to see that you flaw. Don't even have to get my crystal ball. Don't even have to get my crystal ball. Nope. Success is the best revenge, so I keep a sucker free. None of that bullshit is getting to me. Like my candles put my psyche at ease. Rolling papers, purple flowers between. Close my eyes and cruise the astral mm. scene. Call me what you want, I'm more than a queen. Damn if I let these peasants to throw me. Such a goddess, you should kneel at my feet. Always shouting, hey, the patriarchy. I would advise you not to. I'm kneeling. Right now, I'm kneeling at her feet. <laughs> Banger. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to be honest. I don't know anything about this artist. I've tried to find out some information, um, but I found it randomly by chance and stumbled upon it. And I heard it and I just, I couldn't get it out of my head. And I just needed to play it over and over and over. And I just, it it lit something up inside of me. And I was just like, yes, yes, this has to go on the Halloween playlist so what do you what did you guys think it whips ass man crystals crystals in her whip (laughs) it's just (laughs) i've never heard of this artist uh, yeah i I have not either um it's not necessarily my cup of tea uh but i i appreciate this is one of the ones where i was like oh these guys are way better at diversity i feel like because you just again i was like mine is so rock oriented um, I do appreciate, by the way, Logan put ease next to the songs that are explicit, oh, yeah. so I could know. So you can play it in your car. Yeah. Well, what's funny is, so I've been listening to these while I was playing video games, and last night I had this mix on in the CD player across the room, and I happened to get into the final round of Fall Guys, which if you've played Fall Guys, is kind of a big deal. Uh-oh. So I was like, hey, Nora, come here. I'm in the final round. And as soon as she came in, this song started. <laughs> but because you can't pause Fall Guys, I couldn't Your get boss. up and go stop the CD player. So while I'm playing it and she's staying here, this song's playing. That's like, bitch, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, I was just like, uh, uh, hopefully she ignores what's happening oh, on the sorry. CD. This is now her See, anthem. Yeah. This no, is why it wasn't I'm, your fault. I'm I was like, didn't G-rated. think about it. I'm going to have to go G-rated. I will say, no. no, no, I will say, though, you're talking about making ghost fans. In years past, the ghost songs have been some of my daughter's favorites. Uh, she's wow. A, yeah, she she's loves. She's got good taste, dude. She loves, uh, what's the one, the want to be with you in the moonlight? She'll sing that one. Dance Macabre. Yeah, Dance Macabre. Macabre. She'll sing that one. So uh, anyway, I just, yeah. But other than that, I, I don't know. This this was one that I don't think I would normally listen to. I can understand not being into this, you know, not being uh, somebody's cup of tea. It is 100% my cup of tea uh, <laughs> for, for reasons... <laughs> For reasons that I'm not sure that I I, I don't know that Matt I can knows. explain. It's just Matt gets very it. catchy. <laughs> Matt knows. Like I, I like it. It, it it's hitting it's hitting the same spots. Obviously that like you know a Nicki Minaj or uh-huh. this is some tough know, Cardi shit. B. Tough shit. Uh, it's a wop. Just like brass knuckles shit. And, and maybe it's just <laughs> that I like really like. Maybe it's just that I really like fast rapping. I, I know I I had the uh, the Bone Thugs uh, song. That that's kind of one one of their uh, things or that their main thing. Uh, you know, or one of the two is the fast rapping. So you know, I'm a sucker for that. I'm a sucker for trap music. Uh, so I'm 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 drinking the tea. Good deal. I'm I'm a sucker for the triplet rap. No, know, no, yeah, tri- tri- I love that it comes back again. I won't spoil it. Um, and to say that this song hits the back walls is an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my! Well, we we might have frightened Josh away, and uh, 
with this one or his kids <laughs> or maybe me maybe i'm not no. i'm no longer welcome over at josh's house uh but why don't you play something like the blue oyster cult so we will be frightened with the fall let's check that out Yeah, so I uh, I really enjoyed this one. Uh, the first time I heard it, I I'd been trying to get into the band The Fall, um, which they're uh, from the Greater Manchester area, I think, nineteen seventy five ish, late seventies. But I wait a minute, that singer is British. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, the Live at the Witch Trials, I thought that was a good bridge from uh, that Witch's Anthem. And I, I dug the the keyboards and the kind of feel and that kind of feeling of like, oh, I'm being followed by someone at night. And I'm frightened. I'm scared. And um, so it, that was, I will be honest, it was I felt like in some ways it was a, a weaker point in my uh, mix because it went on for a little bit long. Uh, so did the uh, ministry song. But I ended up editing the ministry song down a little bit uh to fit with time a little bit better mm. and i kind of wanted to do it to this one because it kind of goes on for a little bit but if you're into that kind of vibe then I don't, i'm you know you may not mind it i i didn't realize you'd edited the ministry but uh that that puts a, a an interesting adds an interesting layer to these we can edit them for time that's that's very interesting <laughs> yeah i yeah, that's that's about all I had on that one. Uh, anybody else have anything before I move on? I have some thoughts on that one, but I think they kind of go along with my thoughts on a song a little later on. So I'm going to wait until we get to another song later on that I think I have a similar uh, similar uh, thing to say about. So I'll just uh, I'll wait to get to that. But um, no, yeah, I, I appreciated this one. Uh, this is definitely more my cup of tea, I guess, than the last <laughs> track was. <laughs> Um, but I don't know. I, I feel like you did have this, this, we're sort of getting into the, the part where you, you're taking it down a notch, like, cause those first few mm-hmm. are so like energetic, you know, you come from the ghost one and then into the creepy bad witch one, mm-hmm. just all, you know, hitting, you know, uh, on 11, walls. hitting the back walls, as Blake said, and this one sort of takes it down a little bit. I really liked it. I, you know, I'll, I'll jump in with Josh later. Cause I, I have more thoughts on, uh, late seventies British post-punk, but I, I was, I have heard of the fall and have also been wanting to get into them. And I'm, I'm glad to, uh, to have, have an entree to them here. Cool. Cool. It's hard to follow the, the energy. <laughs> this one was l- less my cup of tea, but I, I do get the, the vibe and I understand why it's here. I, I feel the, the creepiness. Well, uh, to further the vision moving forward, uh, we meet another band from the UK, uh, Vision, with Lucifer's Friend. If we, if you could go ahead and drop this one. Lovecraft work. 
Oh man, I I love this song. I think it's so funny to me. It's definitely like, oh, hello, we're romantic vampires that are here to sing you this little synth pop <laughs> song. And it's like, I only go out in the dark. You know, it's just perfect. Uh, and the video that accompanies it, I just, I I stumbled upon it when I was, uh, you know, getting all gothed out with a, a mix earlier this summer. And uh, I, I thought that this would be an appropriate Halloween song. What year is this from? Do you know? Oh. Like is it is it it's an 80s song, right? Yeah, I think so. I don't have much information on it. Uh they're kind of apparently kind of obscure, but there's a lot of people that are like, yeah. "Oh, I had all their records, but do you remember that like people only seem to remember like one song from them maybe." So, I don't know their history. Um but I this I'm definitely is, uh... interested in finding more out about them. This is one that wasn't on Spotify. Uh, we'll talk later. I put huh. together a playlist of everything, and this one was not on there. Could not find this band at all. Actually. There appears to be a live version on YouTube, and it is worth checking out. Yes, yes. <laughs> it is. It's good stuff. Uh, cool. Do they wear jumpsuits? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I'm they seem a, like a, ju- a jumpsuit keyboard. They're band. more of an Anne Rice kind of thing, I feel like, with like meets. Oh, concrete blonde. <laughs> Lots of vests Weird. and tuxedo t- tuxedo jackets and bow ties. Blousy. I, I don't know. You know, just... <laughs> Bl- bloused men. Bloused men. Bloused British men. Jobert. I feel gothic like... men. The, uh... <laughs> Oh boy! Don't get us started on that. <laughs> we'll quote every fucking line. <laughs> oh, how long you been sitting there? All right, let's keep keep it going. All right, so we we go now into a new corridor of the castle where we find Iggy Pop and his monster men. Let it roll. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I guess I don't know too much about this, but I, I think it's maybe like mid nine, like 90, 1997. I think he did some, this huh. song for like a animated show called space goofs or something like that. <laughs> and it's about all these little monster alien, you know, goofball looking characters flying around in spaceships. Uh, so he did the, uh, the sound or, or the opening theme to it. And I guess this was it, but, uh, I liked it because I felt like I thought of your kids, Josh. I did think of your kids during this mix, like because hey. I felt bad about like I, I've had some explicit things on here. I, I know I'm probably putting his <laughs> editing skills to the the pushing them to the limit, but uh, I thought this one was fun because it kind of had like a bunch of kids sing along to, and it's a fun Iggy Pop yep. song that I a light hearted one, and uh, I thought it was very Halloween appropriate and kind of lightened the mood. It's also kind of runs in the these three songs that uh, have just played uh, kind of a, just a jangly laid back because I wanted to take it down a little bit before we got into some of the next stuff. Kid-friendly spooky shifter. <laughs> I, I really liked this one. Uh, this was one when I heard it, I was like, I don't know how I've never heard this before. Like, it is a very quintessential sounding Halloween song. 
Like, and it's also not on Spotify, by the way. Uh, Weird. I could not find it as well, and it, it feels like it should be on every Halloween compilation. Well, we'll talk about it, how you can access it on my, my YouTube playlist because uh, <laughs> I'm putting up the playlist. We're all going to put up our playlists on YouTube so that uh, hopefully uh, some people can hear it if you want to check them out. Yeah, I'd, I'd never heard of this either. Um, it's it's very fun and, and very weird. It's kind of scratching. Very Iggy Pop. No, that's fine. Go ahead. I, I was just say it's it's scratching for me the same itch as the, uh, Josh's Tom Jones or <laughs> tom waits is tom waits song uh you know just kind of weird old you know middle-aged men singing strange songs at least tom waits didn't have children with him though so and the rain dogs kids choir well iggy pop might have corralled those monster men but uh there was some uh, ghosts that I, I think were uh, lingering around, too, that needed some busting. But uh, I think some well-known uh, geek rock nerds would have something to say about uh, Ghostbusters 3. Let it roll. <sighs> busting makes me feel good. Check it out, Ghostbusters 3. And you and me. We're never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. We're all peace and Ghostbusters 3. Never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. No, no way. Oh. Still hasn't happened. Still hasn't happened. Wow. But we don't. We don't have to go into I'll, that. <laughs> uh, it's supposed. It's, it's, I'll point you to a little film called "Answer the Call." <laughs> oh, that—that that is true. That is Ghostbusters three, technically. Sort, sort of, of. Yeah. yeah, not not really. Anyway, never mind. Anyway, would uh, I've been a Nerf Herder fan for as long as I can remember um, since their first album. So this is a no brainer for me. I love Nerf Herder. I love their their whole shtick. Uh, it's funny. They're lighthearted. It's rocking. Uh, it appeals to you know majorly like nerds, nerd culture. Uh, uncool <laughs> kind of vibes uh but they really use yeah. it to their advantage uh lots of star trek references uh <laughs> van halen references uh but no i i, I love this song and uh, i love nerf herder yeah i think i know a total of like two nerf herder songs before this uh, I've heard a few. I, I do think my favorite part of this is when you hear him say, it's true, this man has no dick. <laughs> <laughs> because it it works as a quote and also as a reference to like his impotence in relationships. Yes, yes. It, they, they know how to work it. Nerf Herder knows how to work it. They got something. Don't sleep <laughs> right. on Nerf Herder, right. folks. It's definitely one of those... Uh, have heard of but not heard bands uh, for me, but it, yeah, it was a great track. It's fun. Uh, not all their not all their uh, songs are as family friendly. Uh, no, <laughs> but check out a song called "Pervert." <laughs> that is a good. One. Yeah, uh, okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that, that, that's that's a knowing laugh. <laughs> uh, and overall, yeah. I, I, I man, I recommend all their their albums, but American Cheese, oh. It's a, it's a great album, great <laughs> album cover and title, by the way. But well, so yeah, yeah. while they're out busting, you know, all those spooks out there, there's there's some to get away, I'm sure. So uh, that 
that leads into our next track by the ghastly ones the spook master well who's that cat with the crooked smile an outsider and a spooky style a silver pin and an old top hat a spooky pal and he does that hat when you say his name and you shake with wrath I tell you man he's an outsider he's real gone he's real mean alright so I think the uh, ghastly ones are on Rob Zombie's uh, label, Zombie A Go Go. And I first heard of the ghastly. Oh my God. Can I ask something? Sure. I, I just put something together here. Have you seen uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2? Yes. A terrible movie? Yes. Are they the ones in that scene with the band? Uh,. Yeah, I think they might be. I, it sounds I was thinking just, about it sounds that. like this. Um, but I first heard this on a. A sampler that I guess well it was it was a full album that I guess Rob Rob Zombie put out for his label with all these acts that were on it and the ghastly ones were on there, um, but it's just fun surf it, it's got the vibe. Uh, this song is basically the Spider Man song I feel like uh, so <laughs> I, I yeah. would, that's what I thought as well. <laughs> um, but it reminds me of like Otis from Rob Zombie's like Devil's Rejects House of a Thousand Corpses fame singing for some reason uh but i don't know uh it's a fun track i just wanted something kind of fun and uh my dad and i really love this halloween hootenanny album that uh they put out on rob zombie's label yeah it it definitely fits in that there's several artists i feel like that do a similar thing of this like they just put out halloween kind of music yeah (laughs) oh yeah they're full they're Um, yeah they're full time (laughs) Yeah, and it's always fun. It's, it's always yeah, it's a spookabilly. That's actually a good name for that genre. Um, TM I, TM. I can't think of other. <laughs> I can't think of other artists off the top of my head that do that, but I know there are some others out there, and um, yeah, it's always fun. It always fits uh, fits in well. Well, and it definitely sounds like it. it I didn't do any research on these guys. I, I didn't know that they were a a Rob Zombie associated uh, act i thought it could have been just a weird you know um one-off band from the 60s i i didn't even know this was relatively mm-hmm. contemporary oh that's cool yeah yeah the, yeah i've I'm seen bands with a similar sort of shtick and I, I i get what they're trying to do and it it they definitely make great songs for the, these types of mixes i i don't know that i want i wouldn't want to listen to it full time oh, like right a, a, whole, a whole album's worth outside of october was it no the, thanks was it the five six seven eights was that the band from from kill bill yes yeah okay i i couldn't remember if it was that or the one two three fours but <laughs> <laughs> one of those well cool uh so the next song uh is called Black Magic Woman by Aziza Mystic. Let's let's check that out. Submit to me. Tell me your evil deeds. Taste my kiss of death. I blow the dragon's breath on your face. Oh man. So this is kind of a similar situation to the uh how I found uh creepy bad witch. I was totally taken off 
off guard from this song because at first I, I kind of thought like God, this sounds like a, a cell phone ringtone or something like uh <laughs> but i was in- instantly just kind of captivated by how different it sounded to me like i had never really heard anything like anything like this and uh, right when she starts singing um and just like submit to me tell me your evil deeds like I, I, it just draws you in and it's it's enchanting and it uh and then it goes into like this crazy like hip hop part where she's talking about like aliens like probing her mind and and like mm, i don't know yeah. it's crazy uh but i think i just loved it and i picked it because it was just so out there and so different from anything that i'd I'd heard that I really just wanted, I was excited about putting it on here. It is a wild one. It's kind of like evil woman or devil woman, but from that woman's point of view. Hmm. So I appreciated that, but it's a strange song for sure. I I think I I liked this one better than the uh, creepy bad witch one. This one had, I feel like, I don't know, it, it, (laughs) as the song talks about it, drew me in more. It was more of a, uh, interesting to me in a lot of ways. Had a lot of stuff going on that was bewitching. Very interesting. It was bewitching. Yes. Yeah. But that's that's all I had to say really about it. I really liked it. I was only slightly disappointed that it wasn't a you know some kind of interesting cover of Santana. But but I I, I like it <laughs> in its own right. Uh, you know it's it is indeed very bewitching, which is which is fitting. She wants you to know that she, <laughs> I I can't forget about the part where she. Uh, lets you know she is from the frickin' jungle. <laughs> so you know it's African jungle. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But just the way she says, yeah. Oh, wait, shit. Cut this whole thing. Never mind. God, I'm an idiot. From the Africa. <laughs> so ja- don't feel bad because Jamie I thought, and I, I have been she's... joking about that for a long time now. Jamie's like, from the freaking jungle. <laughs> I'm like, what, no, I know. It's from the freaking jungle. I'm from the freaking jungle, y'all. No. <laughs> but I realized I, like I was like, oh, no. Idiot. It's African jungle. <laughs> I was just like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my lord! Well, it, at least I'm not the only no, one who thought. No, that. I totally thought the same thing. Jamie thought the same thing, and, the, oh and I was God. like, it dawned on me. I'm like, no, From it's African jungle. jungle. Got it. Yeah, of course, of course. Because I'm like, that can't Freaking be the lyric. That can't be the lyric. I'm like, because mm. that that almost got the song booted off the list, guys. <laughs> like that lyric right there. I'm like, I don't know if I can put that on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but nah. but no the uh, the alien parts I I really liked and that really got me uh, into thinking about aliens and UFOs and that landed Ooh. us with a particular artist that I'd never heard of called Lil, Lil Mayo that is an apparently an alien and uh, if you look him up he's <laughs> an alien and this is what he has to, has to say okay. so check it out when this beat drop though I need you to prepare yourselves. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. So 
I found this just by searching. Like I, I was thinking about putting something from the uh, record store day X file soundtrack that I got on the mix, but I, it wasn't really working how I was wanting it to. And I was just searching for like anything X files related. And I found this and just instantly latched on to it. And it just cracks me up. And when I started looking him up and seeing like that, he's, you know, wearing an alien mask and everything, like I got really into it. And I'm like, I haven't really heard anything else that blew me away by him or anything, but this song, I just love how he utilizes the sample and, uh, it's just funny to me. So I, th- I was hoping you guys would find it funny too. And it was short enough. It was a nice short uh, yeah. little thing. Yeah. Two minutes. Also, I thought it kind not of smacked. on Spotify, <laughs> by the way. Uh, not huh. another one that's hard to find. I was, pl- I, I was glad that, uh, does anybody remember the, the X-Files remix from Pure Moods? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was, you, th- th- this, this is a, a better uh, reimagining of, of that, uh, uh, that, that iconic theme song. <laughs> <laughs> yes oh boy uh but I, I like it. yeah no it was fun so with keeping on with the alien theme we go now into oliver tree's alien boy check it out i fell down to earth from a hundred miles away and somehow i still make it work but it's overrated and somehow played out me doors down so you can't ignore it I'll hunt you down like a Tyrannosaurus. My teeth are sharp like a great white shark. Let me taste that flesh, it's my favorite part. Got an eagle beak with the ostrich feet, seven spikes. So, I don't know if you guys have heard of Oliver Tree or not. I. Oh, yeah. No. You have. Okay. Good deal. All right. Yes. Uh, so, I, I don't want to like ruin it for listeners. Uh, just. If you're if you like this song, if you <laughs> or just look up Oliver Tree, but I'm still new to the Oliver Tree uh, camp, and I really love this song. This is one of my favorite songs on this mix. Um, it just resonates with me. I it's not something I feel like I would find myself normally listening to, but the more I found out about it, Oliver Tree and got into that whole thing and went down that rabbit hole, uh, I'm just on board now. Uh, I I'll spare my He's a embarrassing scooter, scooter champion. He was a scooter champion, and um, things <laughs> things a little pebble just really threw threw him off course and ended up ta- <laughs> taking his life in a totally different direction, and uh. I'll just say that if you're into bowl cuts, you know, haircuts, bowl cuts. <laughs> I'm, I'm checking out the the wiki right now, and it is. <laughs> it's you're 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 going into it. I got I got to see this. this. Isn't you know? He, uh, I, I don't know I, what I to say, say about uh, Oliver he, Tree. <laughs> I lo- I love it. He uh, just put out his his first album. Oh like Lord. he's done a bunch of. Uh, EPs and mixtapes and the album he just put out I think basically collects a lot of those together and I will say pretty much every song I've heard by him I really like. Yes. Um, He does this sort of thing where he's combining if you've ever listened to Front Bottoms he sort of does like a a little bit of a Front Bottoms thing um, but with more of a hip hop feel than that like Front Bottoms are more kind of folky emo but he he kind of takes he has a similar sound but takes it in a hip hop direction with uh different lyrical content obviously but yeah he is 
he is pretty good. Uh, and yeah, his persona is something to behold. His I, his visual persona seems to be, I am an insane person. Um, <laughs> that's up for debate. I, I will admit that the whole reason that I was drawn into him is because I thought that it was Tim Heidecker. And I thought it was a Tim Heidecker yeah. persona. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh God, what is Tim Heidecker that? doing now? And I'm like, wait a minute. Is that Tim Heidecker? I'm like, no, that's yeah. not tim heidecker and that just led me down this whole thing so <laughs> but yeah the video He's got the video balls of on his him chin jumping a uh off of the roof on his scooter. It's pretty crazy. You've never seen yeah. that video. Scooter, when he's talking to the guy diabetes. who's up there with him, he's like, get it out of my face. I can't get remember what he's out of my face, Ronnie. Ronnie, get the camera yeah, out of my get face. Get the fuck out of my face, Ronnie. <laughs> and he just, oh, I know. that's Josh, that is also one of my favorite uh, well, <laughs> Oliver Tree videos. I know what I'm watching tonight. Oh, there's just a lot well, of You're going to fall stuff. down a rabbit hole, Blake. But I've been listening yeah. to the, the album nonstop, so that's that's been on my on my radar. Uh, but next, uh, I want this was meant to be kind of the uh, intermission of the album, if you will. Uh, uh, don't worry, there's not as many songs as on the second side as there are on the first. So uh, I didn't put up a clip of this, but I just found a a weird clip by some group called the zanies and uh, it just cracked me up the <laughs> laughing in it he's just like <laughs> just so over the top that i just can't even with it and uh so it cracked me up but i i thought it was a fun track and then the i love that part so it's a vaudevillian farce yes. uh but now when, this when i heard this i i immediately thought of scary larry by the way i was like this mm. seems like a scary larry oh yes thing this, that's uh, definitely the right territory you're in but uh yeah that was a fun one uh but the next one i I didn't know how people were going to take it uh, or how you guys were going to take it, but this is meant to be kind of the centerpiece of the album, uh, ah. of the mix. And it's Sanctum San Sanctorum by The Damned. So I've been getting into The Damned uh, recently, and it's because at one of the record shows I picked up the, the album Phantasmagoria, which is off of this. And I just knew, like, oh, The Damned are, like, late 70s punk, horror-influenced, that kind of deal, uh, which I've come to find out that uh, it didn't really come across that way in, in their their first albums that they put out, but they gradually morphed into this romantic pretty much vampire-esque band and rice kind of deal uh but very gothic and when i heard this song i was just captivated by uh about how creepy it sounded how it totally built this like castle this organy kind of like this atmosphere and then it just 
it's overly dramatic and definitely not everyone's cup of tea, I'm sure. Kind of tongue-in-cheek to, to some, but uh, I think it sells really well. And then when it goes into that 6-8 part, it just I start really feel, feeling mm-hmm. it. And it almost reminds me of like the Jason Siegel, like Dracula uh mu- musical <laughs> from yeah. S- forgetting sarah marshall Puppets. uh that kind of vibe but it just kind of cracks me up but i also am kind of taken with how beautiful and gothic it sounds and how it fades out into just that little twinkle at the end so uh i didn't know if you guys would like this one i was on the fence but uh i really i really did very very nick cave like yeah i can hear that um, it, we, we talked about this a little when we, we talked about, um, smash it up how I, I don't know if they mm. always do this cause I don't know them that well, but they'll have like, uh, different movements and, and introductions to songs. Like, was that whole big organ thing at the beginning part of this song as well? Yes. So, cause when, I, when it first came on, I'm like, what is this extremely arch organ? Is this like. Am I going to fight a boss in Final right. Fantasy? What's going well, on? <laughs> so when I put it together with the bells and whistles on the like the cut that you guys got, I was like, man, this is a really long intro. I don't want to lose them. So I tried to overlap it with the end of the, the previous track and kind of build into this thing. Um, but I thought it worked because it just really built that atmosphere that I was I was looking for. But yeah. yeah. No, I think the organ opening was my favorite part, actually. That, that, that didn't lose me at Good all. Good deal. Good deal. Well, uh, so we'll we'll move right along. Uh, so next we get into Faith No More and Digging the Grave. Rock it. I thought the transition from the damned straight into this was really good. In fact, at first I thought that the song was just continuing oh, into a new movement. Good yeah. deal. I I love Faith No More. I don't know if you guys have listened to much of um Mike Patton and um but he's the vocalist and I I just he's one of my uh, he's just a great vocalist and uh I think this this song really rocks. It kind of almost gives a Misfits kind of vibe. Um, but Faith No More were just yeah. uh, kind of their pioneers of their own own thing, and uh, I think this song really works, and it worked for my for my mix and got the energy kind of going after the the gothic intermission interlude, whatever you want to call it. So uh, I really like this. Uh, I, I heard Foo Fighters uh, on this. Um, you know, I felt like this. You know, this could be uh, you know something off of uh, Nothing Left to Lose or something like that, and which is a good thing. Uh, Faith No More is one that that I've, you know, wanted to hear more of, you know, I, I really like Epic, um, you know, which was kind of the one that everybody probably knows. And, and I'm, I'm glad to have had this, this other kind of example of, of what they do, uh, you know, cause it, it's very upbeat and catchy and, and works. Good deal. Yeah. I've never, I've never really listened to faith no more, but uh horror movie connection didn't Mike, no, it wasn't Mike Patton. It was the, never mind. Cut this. I was singing <laughs> the guy who made the sounds for I am legend. Uh, was a vocalist for a band. I can't remember who that is now. It's not Mike Patton, though. He's been Mike Patton's been in a lot of bands. If that helps. Like oh yeah, yeah. Vo- so. Vocalist uh, extraordinaire. I got, I got nothing. Okay. Um, 
The, I know Faith No More has changed vocalist a bunch, haven't they? I, I maybe I don't know too much about Faith No More, but uh, I've got the album that has you know Epic on it and everything. And uh, oh, okay. Wikipedia um, reports Mike Patton joined up in 1988. Okay, and, and I been, think uh, around throughout the 80s in other incarnations. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's, it. Maybe it's just been him, but he's been in a lot of other okay. bands too. So it wouldn't surprise me if he. Anyway, I don't know. Oh, yeah, he's all over the place. But uh, so then uh, digging the grave got me out in the graveyard, and then I kind of started thinking about uh, uh, some another song that I've been listening to a lot this past uh, year, and it's uh, "End of the Maze" by Closeness. All right, so I don't know if you um, guys have heard anything about this uh, band, but it is a side project of the vocalist of The Faint with his wife, um, and his wife was in Azure Ray. Anyway, I heard this because Jamie and I went, my wife and I went to go see The Faint in Kansas City uh, last year, and this opened for them so he he opened for himself with his mm. wife <laughs> and yeah. i was just really blown away uh the song is just all vibe to me i love the creepy like weird vocals and uh from i i can't pick out a whole lot of the lyrics but just the the internal bleeding eyes are bleeding uh flies mosquitoes uh just i don't know it seems like all the all the the bad plagues of the world in this in this song. Um, but I really have been listening to it a lot lately and, uh, it doesn't really, it's more of a, it doesn't really fit the Halloween theme too much, but it's so dark and plaguey. Uh, I thought it was appropriate. Yeah. Such a creepy vibe. I had no idea it was a faint side project. I used to be a big faint person, uh, saw them long ago, but yeah, that makes sense. Knowing that now I was like, where the hell did this band come from? Um, but yeah, I really like the the strange vocoder effect. Yeah, it was very. I don't know if Daft Punk does that all the time, but it reminded me of Daft Punk a little bit. Yeah, kind of kind of creepy Daft Punk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then I kept it moving along into the Witch Queen of New Orleans by Redbone. She'll put a spell on you. She'll put a spell on you. She's the witch queen of New Orleans. Of New Orleans. So, uh, yeah, I don't know too much about Redbone, but apparently both my parents knew this song, so they they must be somewhat well known. Mm-hmm. Um, but I b- believe it's like a Native American is a Native American led rock band from the seventies. Yeah, they they had a, a recently a, a f- 
well, fair, somewhat recently, kind of a resurgence because their song Come and Get Your Love, which was their big yeah. hit in the 70s, was in Guardians of the Galaxy oh, right. and became like one of the centerpieces of that oh. soundtrack. And it's a great song, but yeah, I think they've kind of had a, a late I don't, I don't think they're around anymore. I was going to say late career resurgence, okay. but a lot of people know them because that Guardians of the Galaxy uh, soundtrack. Well, and yeah, they're an all Native American band, which is. That's wild. Uh, uh, yeah, not usual. Yeah, I had never heard this song before, but I was concerned that maybe I had subconsciously heard it from some like TV show, like maybe it was on American Horror Story or some something that I watched that I didn't even put you know put it together with but i I heard it and i just loved it and it just really had the vibe that i was going for that creepy new orleans vibe and witches uh so i had and i love the murray voodoo oh she'll put a spell on you you know it was just really catchy and uh i i dig it i had not heard this song i you know i of course i'd heard uh come and get your love but i it was it was a great little surprise kind of towards the end i you know um even though it's it's you know was from 1971 it it still feels fresh and and uh uh you know definitely want to vibe with it yeah so many witch queens on this album i know i know the <laughs> witch there's there's you know some witch a trilogy of witch songs maybe but uh <laughs> yes for sure so we'll move right along um the next into Swamp Thing. I felt like we were down in New Orleans. So, uh, Matt, if I, I was taking the geographical route with in, into the swamp. So, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, there we you go. Gotta talk about the Swamp Thing. The Chameleons. I, I don't know much about this band other than that some of the producers that worked on some Cure albums or Sister Mercy albums or something worked on this. And I, I found a copy of this at uh, the record show but it was like 45 dollars, and i i didn't want to pull trigger because they didn't seem like they were too into it i'm like do you guys know much about this band they're like eh they're okay but i've listened to this song and i really liked it i just like the atmosphere i like the guitars um again we're getting into kind of some you know tongue-in-cheek weird romantic kind of gothy kind of stuff that's not for everybody but uh i can definitely appreciate <laughs> and i definitely appreciate the atmosphere that they kind of built with this so uh i thought it was a cool little swamp thing kind of i don't know if it's the swamp thing but it's some kind of swamp thing mm. so either way a swamp thing it's gross and you don't want to mess with it so if if it's <laughs> This was the one, by the way, I was going to kind of pair with the fall song um, just because I feel like uh, the fact that you found these two songs is kind of uh, unusual because like I I just feel like the 80s especially have been so mined for horror songs (laughs) that like it's hard to find one that you no one's really heard or that isn't as well known. And I feel like this was one where when I heard it, I was like. Wow, I've never heard this. And again, kind of like the Iggy Pop one, it would fit perfectly on so many Halloween mm-hmm. compilations. And just and the '80s is just so picked over with uh, you know horror type stuff, uh, especially post Stranger Things. Right. That it's hard to to find anything that hasn't been done to death. So I thought this was kind of a cool find. Cool. I was looking for a connection to DC Comics Swamp Thing. Um, <laughs> well, it, it's confused. up to it's open to interpretation. I'm not uh, yes, so if you want to envision sure. Swamp Thing, because that's what I kind of want to envision. I do too. I'll be honest. Yes. I'll be honest. I do too. Yeah, so sure. uh, 
getting on with it, we we roll into uh, the the smell of the swamp, you know, because it it probably smells pretty bad. And uh, if anything smells bad, Marilyn Manson's probably not too far. Uh, so uh, we're gonna roll roll into this one with uh, Marilyn Manson's perfume off his new album, "We Are Chaos." I'll be honest, I've been, you know, as I've talked about, I've been listening to this album, so I was really wanting to find something that worked, and there's a number of songs that worked on it. I, I almost put a song that sounded like Elton John on there, but it was a little too Elton John and not enough Halloween, so uh, I'll have to send you the, the Marilyn Manson Elton John song, and we'll have I'm gonna to talk need about this, that. Yeah, yeah uh, but his cover, well, he loves covers, and he did Candle in the Wind, right? It's not a cover, but it might as well be. Uh, we'll... we'll I'll, we'll talk. We'll have a conversation. But okay, okay. Uh, I found this one on the album because you know, of course, you, you got this the leaning of uh, into the Satan, uh, getting behind him. And if you want to conjure the devil, then you better have a bed ready for him to sleep in. And uh, there's you know cues and nods to uh, fascism and fashion, and uh, so I. It, all the check marks are there for uh, a rock and Marilyn Manson edition, I think, and uh, I was happy to put it on there. But I don't know if anyone else was. <laughs> I, I I liked uh, this uh, hearing some of the the new Marilyn Manson. This is only the second thing I've heard off of that, other than the "We Are Chaos" single, which I wasn't crazy about. I've only heard it one time. I thought it was kind of weird. Th- this is more like the Marilyn Manson I know. This is. I, I did question whether with it being called perfume, it was any relation to the book. Oh yeah, that we've discussed previous yeah. that uh, Kurt Cobain loved so much that was about a serial killer. Um, I, I don't know if there's any connection there. Might but, be worth looking into yeah. for sure. Yeah. Do you think the devil is really pissed off if you just have like a, a pallet on the floor, or like a blow up mattress, <laughs> a twin mattress? Hey man, the the devil doesn't date anyone without a bed frame. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, we'll we'll move on, um, and then we're getting to the end of it here. So then I wanted to get into something from my childhood that I usually try to include on a on one of the Halloween mixes somewhere that uh that something that I remember fondly, and I don't I had the it just popped into my head the other day. I don't remember how I thought of it, but I thought Count Ducula. I'm like that's a thing, and they're like, no, you're, I'm probably thinking mm-hmm. of like Darkwing Duck or something. I'm like, no, Count Ducula. And so I looked it up, and lo and behold, there was this whole cartoon that I remember watching from when I was a kid. Uh, if you wouldn't mind, <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought it was short enough that maybe we could just go ahead and play the play it. But yeah, if and if, if you don't enough. want to, uh, no problem, and we can just do a clip of it. No, but. I'll play it because it's. <laughs> It's a lot of fun, and these are maybe the the two best back to back tracks in, in history, <laughs> coming out hot off the heels of the previous track. Here it comes. <laughs> Castle Dracula, 
home for many centuries to a dreadful dynasty of vicious vampire ducks, the Counts of Duckula. Legend has it that these foul beings can be destroyed by a stake through the heart or exposure to sunlight. This does not suffice, however, for they may be brought back to life by means of a secret rite that can be performed once a century when the moon is in the eighth house of Aquarius. This is complex. The latest reincarnation did not run according to plan. The Pointer Sisters, everyone. He won't fight, beast the man, cause he's a better man again, and things never break one Don't you do that. If you're looking for someone, <laughs> you can always count upon the one of one they call. Don't you Count Duckula. Has anybody was, else seen this? I was playing that. <laughs> Well, I, I had a vague memory of Duckula. Yeah, it, it wasn't part of my childhood, but yeah. I was playing this loud from my office, and, and Jessica yells from the living room, "Is that Count Duckula?" <laughs> so it it was definitely something that was instantly recognizable to her. So yeah, it was definitely not just you. Excellent. I don't really remember if I I I might have watched it on Nickelodeon. I think it might have had some kind of connection with Nickelodeon. Yeah, either that or my dad rented it from the video store or something. Um, uh, but that's the only it's a very vague memory, but uh, my wife remembered it, um, but I just thought it was fun and kind of silly. So I threw it on there. Uh, but now we're we're getting into the penultimate track, uh, which is Dead Z's Cruella. Uh, if you wouldn't mind to play clip one. As the biggest that ever made was she left her cave. And started to rain as the love for her face, our feelings won't change. So, my darling Cruella, we see through the break. All right, so I'm going to warn you guys. I have a lot of feelings on this song, <laughs> and I'm going to try to keep it brief and as professional as possible. I love <laughs> this song. I sometimes joke that it is the greatest song ever written. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> I don't, of course, really mean that, but in a way I do. Uh I love this song. It's like, it just, I don't know what it is about this band, Deadsy. Uh, this is the son of Cher and Greg Allman, I think. They had Whoa. a, uh, this is the, the singer is Elijah Blue, uh, the son of Cher and his band. That's crazy. Who joined Korn's elementary label in the early 2000s. And as an avid corn fan at that time, I was listening to all that shit they were putting out on their label, including Videodrone, Orgy, and Deadsy, which are all kind of similar in this weird same kind of camp. But uh, for some reason, Deadsy kind of came in late to the game. I think they got overlooked. And I think Deadsy are one of the hidden gems of the early 2000s. And they just check so many check uh, 
check marks off for me. I call them, uh, Josh, uh, almost the goth rentals. Uh, high concept. <laughs> I can hear that. that yeah. High concept, uh, kind of nerd rock, but with this sludgy, kind of dark, uh, heavy feeling, but with these exploratory kind of kinds of keyboard sounds that just sound amazing. And uh, I just uh, this song is about you know I'm guessing Cruella Deville, uh, which is a very uh, interesting song to <laughs> write. Um, but uh, I love this track. And before um, I, I hand over the mic, I, I if you guys will humor me with playing one more track uh, from it, part from it. I love that this part. I don't know. I've just heard the song so many times that I can think of like endless harmonies to go with this, and I just love the harmonies of this last section, and just love the vibe. Uh, let's check it out. Clip two, please. But yeah, that being said, uh, it it won't break my heart if if anybody doesn't like it. Uh, but I I really enjoy this song. Uh, eager to hear what you guys think. Yeah, I enjoy it quite a bit. Um, I I putting it near the end. It like I don't know. By this point, I I'm I'm bad about keeping an attention span, so I don't know if I've given it the time that I probably should. Um, but I will say that hearing those clips there, that was probably about the third time I've heard it. Cause I listened to your mix a couple times and I definitely see what you're saying about the goth rentals and I am on board with that. Yeah, goth rentals <laughs> um, so I'll have to give on. it, I'll have to give it more, more listens, yeah. uh, to, to really give it some more time to, um, marinate, but oh, let uh, it, it's, it's yeah, a grower. Like it it's so a marinator. Like I've been marinating on, I've, <laughs> I've listened shower. to this song like 300 times, I'm sure seriously no <laughs> doubt yeah speaking of, of rentals it, it was the the synthesizers that most jumped out to me and that are my favorite part of it that this whole sort of subgenre is not my cup of tea as we've been saying uh necessarily but uh it, it could grow on me it is quite long and making it harder to get into but i i do dig on all the, all the synth sounds here it's a hefty ask of the, of the listener and I, yeah. I i was aware of putting it on on there and, and definitely felt the like this is getting kind of long in the tooth here wrap it up so it, uh but it's I, okay i got like a seven minute song on <laughs> yeah huh. bear with me folks but yeah i just love those sludgy guitars that that just hits oh. you right where you want to be just those fu- that fuzz it it buzzes all the energy inside my being i don't know how it does that <laughs> but i'm just like oh i feel the shock and the hair raises up and i'm just like yes that's where i want to be it's smart it's heavy but it's slow and dirgy but there's these awesome keyboards and it's ah oh. but anyway so now we wrap it up into the final stint and i i really appreciate you guys uh humoring me and 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 oh, listen yeah. to the tracks, but uh, we get into Skinwalker's Moon by Robert Mirable. 
<laughs> I was wondering how you pronounce that. The beast is on the loose, I can see the village fires. Glowing in the dark is the full moon. Skinwalker's moon, just let it rise. Skinwalker's moon, just let it rise. Gypsy moon, will you rise tonight? Gypsy girl, will you dance with me? Dance, dance, dance across the sky. Dance, dance, dance across the sky. Oh, man. So this was honestly, it was meant to be a secret track. And uh, the the, cru- <laughs> the Cruella song is the is the true end. Um, that's what I feel. I, I feel the same way. I feel like that's that's the ender. It's the true ender. But I just love the I found this just on a, a whim because I was all into skinwalkers. I was researching skinwalkers, not for this what, Halloween what mix. That? I don't even want to scare you guys this close to midnight. Like I just oh. skinwalkers are so it, terrifying. Skinwalker Ranch, look up that stuff. You won't be sleeping. Oh, Skinwalker oh. Ranch, y'all. Oh. Skinwalker Ranch. But anyway, is it a real thing or is, like a supernatural thing? Well, it's a new Doritos it, it, flavor. <laughs> Skinwalker Ranch Halloween. Oh, uh, that's good, Josh. That's good. That's good, Josh. Uh, but no, this is, is like kind a of. Ghost? Uh, I don't know. I. I I feel bad for saying that it's tongue in cheek, but I just kind of thought it was kind of funny because it's just so dramatic. Uh, it's just a dramatic kind of thing, and I wanted to kind of uh, segue from the Cruella song into this, like, kind of, uh, I don't know, some kind of ritual starting and thinking about skinwalkers. And uh, I couldn't resist putting it on mm-hmm. there, but uh, it was just kind of. Uh, but the more I listened to it, I kind of got into it. And I'm like, you know, there's some really cool things about this song. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Secret track. Who is this Robert Mirable? I don't know much about him, to be honest with you. I just found it, and like I said, I didn't want to be like, I'm not poking fun at it at all, um, but it is just knowing about skinwalkers and that whole kind of vibe and just kind of the over-the-top dramatic feel of the song. I, I just kind of felt like it was a, a fun way to, to end the, the mix. Skinwalkers are a type of harmful witch in Navajo lore, huh. and I love I love how how much uh, cred witches are getting in all of our mixes, especially considering my whole deal. <laughs> oh yeah. Speaking of, should we? Oh, wait, no. We, we, gotta, we let's we gotta, do our superlatives for the bangers and such for songs from the lab volume three. I could I can go first if you want um i think i kind of want to my gut says go with witch's anthem for the banger (laughs) yeah dude it's a contender it's a contender i have the debate myself slaps it does shut the fuck up (laughs) bitch shut the fuck up like that's the i'm gonna i'm gonna blare that for my wife later don't have to check my crystal ball don't even have to check my crystal ball nope success is the best revenge yeah keep it sucker free that min- a ministry and typo negative were runners up for me. Like, um, don't sleep on it. I'm, I'm trying to think of a, a, a cover. Shit, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be. I mean, we could do. I don't want to be me because we, we we have part of Fatherton here, <laughs> and it would be fun. I don't want to be. Yeah, go ahead. My banger is Count Duncula. No, uh, <laughs> nice. 
I I think for banger, uh, I gotta go with. I'm looking over the list right now. I think I'm gonna. I think I might go with Ministry. It's just a classic uh, Halloween song, mm. and it, it's it's a pretty good uh, kickoff to the mix. Huh. Um, so every day is Halloween Ministry. Um, I don't sleep on it. It's got to be that Iggy Pop one, just because again it should be a Halloween Halloween classic that more people know. Um, cover. Yeah, I mean, the typo negative one would probably be pretty fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel cool. like the closeness cool one could be a, kind of a cool rock cover to do. Oh, yeah. The end of the maze. Yeah. Cool. I, I got to kiss that goat. Uh, uh, yeah. That's the <laughs> there you go. You got to kiss that goat. That song goes kiss so hard. Certain blue so I had slept on that Oliver Tree uh fellow but uh, i i was really impressed and and into that song so i, I was you know I'll, I'll definitely be seeking seeking more uh of that as they say <laughs> and um mm-hmm. also I, I, I think digging the grave would be a great cover you know it's got it's pretty upbeat and energetic and uh, you know yeah be a fun guitar part for sure i i would go yeah. sans guitar on that if you wanted to take over hmm. guitar for that, and I, I would try gotcha. to do that. Yeah. I, I couldn't do guitar and vocals yeah. to that song. I would have to focus completely on vocals. In in true Mike Patton style. <laughs> yeah. I, I did confirm, uh, at least per Wikipedia, Matt, Mike Patton did indeed do the uh, zombie noises on I Am Legend. Oh, oh I wasn't wrong. Holy okay. crap. That I, is weird. I okay. Just, I just totally, okay. So he, I thought I was misspeaking. His range is such that he, they were just like, the guy who's going to go, we want Mike <laughs> Patton for that shit. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. There, there were so many bangers on here for me personally. Uh, I, I think a lot of them are, 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 are really fun. But yeah, it's definitely up against like Ghost or Typo Negative or yeah. uh, Witch's Anthem, uh, Oliver Tree. I really like that damn song. Um, Witch Queen of New Orleans uh, and Cruella, of course. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, I, I enjoyed yeah. making this and, uh, and thanks for listening to it and talking about it. I enjoyed listening. K- Kiss the Go-Goat is my second banger. I almost forgot about it just because I'm so used to listening to it over the, la- the course of the last year. Right. Yeah, it rocks. So should we do this? How are you guys doing? Let's power through. Okay. So, uh, thank you if you're still listening <laughs> to this ex- uh, extremely long, extremely special Halloween special. So, mine, this was my uh, second time doing this, and I called this one a witch's invitation. <laughs> and we'll talk about the <laughs> the title track from which I take that title in a moment. This was so bizarre. The title track is a song from contemporary Christian pop artist Carman. And <laughs> he's a, oh Carman. no. Yeah, I was yeah. So, okay. I oh, don't <laughs> I didn't know so you know, sometime nearly a year ago when I when I heard about this song and I've known about Carman for a long time. He's been around forever. It is Carman and not Carmen. It is Carman. I think people say Carmen. It might be Carmen. He's Italian. Y- okay. You don't say. Um, it's <laughs> <laughs> Hey, he, he's Italian. He's going to kick the devil's ass, okay? He's a tough guy. Come here, Satan. I'll kick you in the balls. I'm still with the power of Christ um, over here. 
I'm gay. I love the Jesus. Jesus Christ. Um. <laughs> Well, we just alienated yeah, we, every Italian well, listener. Sorry, everybody. Well, oh, the the Italian uh, listenership. Um, <laughs> anyway, so it's spelled C A R M A N. Some people say car. It's karma. Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's this seven minute. I wanted to to do a thing about satanic panic and you know Halloween Satan all that shit. It's a no brainer. Yeah, no brainer. But something about this song, <laughs> Carmen does offensively evangelical epic pop songs so he'll do songs about like how every every non-christian school is full of school shooters and the reason for that is because we don't pray in school and therefore we need you know uh to install a theocracy like uh he's an evangelical fascist to be sure he has pro-trump songs now The Witch's Invitation is uh, a satanic panic anthem from 1989, uh, which is mostly a sort of spoken word thing. Um, It's a wish fulfillment fantasy of a spiritual warfare brand of evangelical Christians uh, (laughs) where he tells a, a falsified story of something that would never, could never happen, uh, has the strangest, most unrealistic <laughs> hilariously unrealistic uh portrayal of what what satanism occultism is <laughs> and then a, a wish fulfillment fantasy of uh just just totally epically owning this uh evil satanist with his uh biblical knowledge so naturally i cut this epic song into eight portions and scattered them throughout this theme album um whether that was a good idea or the worst idea i've ever had we'll find out as i go through this i guess so should i go ahead and get into the first one or does anyone have any questions or comments i um i do have one question actually seriously yeah uh so is there when it's the four fourth witch's invitation is that a thing is that like is that as something in witch lore where it's like they give you four invitations and after the fourth invitation you become I don't know part of their gingerbread house or whatever? Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I know that you have to invite um, Dracula's in. Right. I know that. But the, as far as the numbering them one through eight, that that was all me cutting it up. Cool. Uh, on Carman Carman's album, which is Invitation. It's just one. It, it's a bit song. of a slog. I, I listened to it all the way through yeah. when you sent the YouTube clips yeah. and watch the video. The video is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see some batshit uh, evangelical stuff. So, yeah. Um, and and by the way, Carman's knowledge of, of <laughs> witches, uh, I, I would not put any stock in, uh, <laughs> in that. Um, so I knew to start it out, I had a lot of false starts to this album. So part of. <laughs> Part of the genesis of this was was knowing that I wanted to do something with, with Witch's Invitation. Uh, the other part was hearing the intro to the ghost song Spirit and being mm-hmm. like, that is Halloween. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, holy shit. I, I, I actually want to play that real quick. So th- this is... Um, Please the, do. I'm all about transitions. And this is the way I transitioned the first portion of Carmen's Witch's Invitation into Spirit, which I feel like is to me is the quintessential Halloween opener, even though it's track three. Um, here, here we go. Here's that transition. Reluctantly, I accepted this witch's invitation. Oh! 
So yeah, that ha- that has everything you want to hear oh, yes. at Halloween. Or organ, theremin, and spooky bells. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that 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 kicks it off. But backtracking a little bit, I knew that I wanted to uh, kind of juxtapose uh, the the silliness of Carman and his his fantasies with a sort of um, frightening real depiction of of satanism and the occult and sacrifice and things like that so i did this track one is something i called o for occult where um i i had this leftover bit of music from um the halloween theme uh redone by trent Reznor and atticus ross it's a really long thing i had a chunk that i didn't use and i was like hey i'll put it under this it's an australian newscast from i think the 80s um, sort of a satanic panic tie-in thing where a um, a teenager is talking about how he and his he and his mate, how the Australians would say it. Um, hi, Tom. Um, <laughs> they butchered some farmers' um, animals, <laughs> and I thought it was disturbing shit. I'm going to play just a short bit of that. Where is it here? I was working in the. <laughs> That's going to be the uh, I. <laughs> I oh. really should have done that. Why didn't I think to do that? I did want to say uh, Blake's packaging is yeah. top notch. Yes. Uh, we, I, the yes. individually Bl- Blake numbered. Blake word for uh, packaging. I wanted to do more. Like, I wanted to print on the discs. But any, anyway, here, here it is. Here's, here's part of O for a Cult. He was like a father to me. He was like a security. He was like a bond. Even though the devil is, you must have known evil. Yeah, he was still good. When you chose to massacre the sheep as your ritual, why did you choose them? For one reason only, uh, the name of name of God. So there's that whole thing. It goes it goes straight from that uh, frightening and 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 real story of uh, teenage massacre into Carmen's whole little shtick. Uh, anyway, then it, then it does the ghost song. Then I went into um, Number One Crush by Garbage. Now, this is not the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack version, uh, the remix, but rather, I think this is the original version of the song. To me, this version sounded spookier, more Halloween-y, and I just had to have it. I made a couple rules for myself um, putting this together. One, the first one was every transition had to be, uh, in quotations, musically correct. And maybe I didn't get this every in between every single one, but I felt that the do I have that clip? I felt that the the chord transitions from the end of Spirit into Number One Crush. I loved the way that sounded. Um, I definitely noticed the Halloween. So that you were saying that was uh, leftover kind of stuff from Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Uh, yes, the Halloween. Because yeah. I could hear that. I, I was like, I recognize that. I know that's from Halloween. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely appreciated that, and I definitely appreciated the you know 
how you were mixing it together and 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 presented it uh it it was kind of disorienting at first uh but i think that <laughs> that plays well into it cuz i was just like i just didn't even know what i was listening to like at first uh and i was so it took a few listens to like get that grounded in my head where i'm like oh man this is this is really bizarre but uh you're you're right the ghost ghost intro is just so halloween you, yeah. you can't get any better than that yeah i i feel like your mix of all of ours is the one that sounds the most like almost it could be a dj set i i think you did a really good job of like crossfading things and mixing things and yeah it, it's the one that i feel like really almost sounds like i i didn't I, the witch's invitation thing to me is is uh i don't know it's pretty brilliant i <laughs> it, when i heard that i was like I, d- I didn't know what it was i didn't know it was carmen i actually thought you put that music under it as well oh god uh, there but couldn't yeah, be me it was, the whole thing i mean just it, it flowed really well i thought um especially i i like you know, Logan always has these good atmospheric first tracks. I feel like you sort of went that direction as well with your first track where you sort of set a tone or atmosphere before you dive into the music. Um, so I, I appreciated that as well. And then uh, are we talking about the garbage song as well? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I like that garbage song um, quite a bit. That's one that I think I actually had on a list uh, because I have a running list just year to year that if I put other stuff on, I actually think I had to take that one off because as soon as I heard it, I'm like, oh shit. And I went, I think out of all of our mixes, that was the only one that I had put on a list for potential use at some point. Wow. Um, And so, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. It has such a spooky sound. I also like the, the, the garbage remix uh i totally went blank when i at first when i heard it i knew immediately it was garbage and i knew that i knew the song but for some reason i didn't immediately place it on the romeo and juliet soundtrack because i'm like is this on version 2.0 i forgot about that as well because i because i only had version 2.0 and uh i was like i don't Mm. know if it's on the garbage self-titled album um but I totally forgot about Romeo and Juliet until Jamie is like, oh, this this song's so good. And I'm like, you know it too? And she's like, yeah, it's on the Romeo <laughs> and Juliet soundtrack. Duh. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot. So that was nice to hear. But yeah. I liked hearing a different version of it. It was definitely creepy. Love the vibe. I think you nailed it with this song too. My wife totally turned me on to, to that song and to Garbage in general. So I got to give her a shout out. Oh, here. she did good work. Good work. Good work, Jess. <laughs> You done, you done good, Jess. Um, speaking of crossfades, I heard Josh say that my second rule was no crossfades. So <laughs> I uh, nice. So my second rule was fuck you, no, Josh. Um, <laughs> I mean, I wanted everything to sound like it goes into each other almost seamlessly, but I wouldn't allow myself to use crossfades, and a, a big part of that was pure practicality because it can make. Uh, track transitions difficult when burning to CD. Sometimes it can cause errors. So I thought, what if I did it like this? And I I, I wasn't too terribly displeased with, with the outcome. Uh, last year, I had crossfades galore, and I had one hell of a time getting it right. Dude, doing this in Reaper, um, I will say, was awesome. Like, I totally, once yes. you told me about the, <laughs> the marker situation, like, I was just like, oh, oh this yeah. is awesome. Side note, yeah. Doing mix, you got to do your mixes in a digital audio workstation. (laughs) That's a pro tip. Yeah, I'll never do it any any way different. So uh, number one crush goes straight into an M83 song, Graveyard Girl. (laughs) 
um, which uh, takes things into a major key, uh, which hasn't been on. Not much major key has been on either of my Halloween mixes, but I just, as soon as I got the idea to put this one on here, I, I was in love with it. Uh, the, the subject matter um, is what made this one make the cut. Um, I didn't realize until recently that uh, these crazy Frenchmen were kind of singing about a uh, a girl who's a, a rejected, or they call her the the dirty witch of her high school. She worships Satan like a father. She uh, goes to the graveyard and hangs out and, and prays to the stones. And uh, she even gets her own little monologue in the middle <laughs> where she's like doing like high school girl diary stuff we gotta talk about that monologue it's it's like some people think it's cornball and maybe it is but it's also kind of moving right (laughs) it's just like this fucking like don't we all know this girl jessica said she might have been that girl she was in the breakfast club she was in the breakfast club right yeah i guess the graveyard we all love a graveyard girl i had it had to go on there and you know there's some ties to satanism so uh, was anyone familiar with this song? Logan, I was, been, right? Yeah, I I have this yes, album. Yes, I, I I knew it. I, and, uh, okay. love it. I love the. Album. I had not heard this and was was pleasantly surprised. It, it it really stuck. You know, was one that stuck with me uh, off the mix. I highly recommend M eighty three. Yeah. Um. So then there's some more. Uh. I I guess I should tell the story of Carman. So far, he gets a <sighs> he gets a letter in the mail, <laughs> and the letter, uh, you know. The the letter has spooky bats and shit on the end and it's like, hey, uh, he points out that <laughs> the guy writes, I'm a male witch, a warlock. <laughs> like, oh, a male witch is a warlock. OK. Um, and he invites uh, Carman, the Christian, to his um, satanic home. We don't know why, but he's received a witch's invitation. The second part, he goes up to his house and he proceeds to describe <laughs> a... Um, to say that it's um, hackneyed and stereotypical is a severe understatement. Um, woof, woof to this whole thing. <laughs> this whole Carmen thing is basically the 80s equivalent of a copy pasta, you know, the, like, the, like <laughs> internet copy pastas. It's like, my professor was trying to t- make us write about God being dead and, you yeah, know, yeah. So and it's make like, us be Marxist. <laughs> yeah. So it's Carman. Like one of those go- internet copy pastas. Has he thrown away his Carman goes up to a haunted yet? house. Has he thrown it away in that, like, what? that basket yet? his invitation he he threw it away but then he then he pulled it out because like god the holy spirit spoke to him and was like you need to go bro and you need to convert this evil satanist right um so it goes uh isaac oh i forgot to say in the invitation there's a uh shocking bit of anti-semitism where uh the warlock tells Carman that his name is Isaac Horowitz, um, which ap- apparently, apparently Carman thought was a great name oh, for a Satanist. Um, you know, you know Isaac from the Bible. <laughs> anyway, uh, Isaac invites him in, slams the door, and then uh, amazing sounds of orgy by uh, which I consider to be the creepiest Radiohead song I've ever heard. Holy, let's see if yeah. I even. Ha- I'll play a little a little clip so you know what I'm talking about when when I heard this years and years ago in the am, amnesiac era it's a b-side I was like there are some creepy vibes coming off this thing <laughs> that is, and then you know yeah. it continues like that 
By the way, when that first started, I thought that it was a remix of the Are You Afraid of the Dark theme. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what I'm talking about? The Are You Afraid of the Dark yeah, theme is yeah. very similar, except for it goes up at one note at I, the end. I should drop it, that in here. It's the... Uh, but also with the beat from uh, Logan, you'll recognize this, that Krista Bell song. Yeah, I was going to uh, say. Beat, beat the beat. Yeah, it's, it's that got Lynch. It's that beat. It's got with that the, Lynch feel. It's that David with that Are You Afraid of the Dark right, theme. Right, <laughs> dude. I was just about to say that. That's great. Josh, were you not familiar with uh, the song? Because you're a radio boy. I wasn't. Boy. I really? radio but I, I, the beat... I only know the B-sides from, like, the Bins OK Computer, like, mm. that era. I never got into the B-sides from, like, the like stuff after that. It's, I have a huge collection of Radiohead B-sides um, up until the... Uh, not, not the last few albums, but, you know, it sounds, up until then. It sounds like that song uh, uh, that was on Wild at Heart where it's, like, uh, some lounge singer singing about, like, I don't know. Uh, there, there's a song on the Wild at Heart soundtrack that I think... Uh, Almost sounds exactly like that, but I'd never heard this Radiohead song. Interesting. So, what is this on? Like, how B- do you, it's, it's the B side of Pyramid song? Pyramid yeah. song B side. Okay, I'd Amnesiac. never heard this song. Why wasn't this on Amnesiac? This should have been on an Amnesiac. Too weird. Too <laughs> too weird. <laughs> Considered too weird oh, to I be on Amnesiac. I would have gladly traded out some of the songs yeah. for this one. I think. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like this one quite I mean, a bit. I mean, they have a lot of good B-sides. I didn't I didn't know about they this do. one. Not a whole lot to do with the theme, but just vi- if it doesn't have to do with the theme, I'll, I'll take vibe. Speaking of th- things that aren't entirely on theme, um, I just had to include a fun and funky, um, creepy jam, Freaks Come Out at Night by Houdini. Freaks come out at night. Freaks come out at night. Freaks come out at night. Now when freaks get dressed to go out at night, they like to wear leather jackets for change and spice the I can get down to, to this thing. I, I have to admit, I don't know a lot about Houdini. Uh, maybe someone else does. Um, it, maybe I probably thought they were cameo at first <laughs> or something. When, when do the but, freaks uh, go out, though? I, I don't can't... understand when they go out. When do the freaks go out? I, I actually thought, was this song at written by night? time? I mean, come on. What? A lot of times they say freaks come out at night. Oh, <laughs> well, there's a callback. Yeah, I, I got it. Okay, they say it. They say it a lot. I think it's because I'm a I'm a Daft Punk fan that that rep that kind of repetition has never bothered me, and it's <laughs> I'm just like indoctrinated into that sort of it becomes thing. becomes a mantra. But I don't know. I'm in I'm in yeah. high withdrawal. Um, by the way, just side note. <laughs> Ah, well, just break. Hey, well, break, where people break are out. hearing this, uh, we we still have some Heim yeah. to go. So, and <laughs> I'm I'm excited for for y'all to hear it because it's a good one. Um, anyone else enjoy Freaks Come Out at Night yes. like I did, or is it no, too goofy? Loved it. Yeah, it's, it's okay. fun. Fun, fun creatures, freaky creatures of the night. Some funny, funny rap Houdini. lyrics in there. I don't know anything about Houdini, but I did like this song. Me neither, and I think it worked well with your mix. And I think it definitely Thank you. worked well with the song that you segued into that I also have a lot of feelings about. Well, it's, it goes into to another witch's invitation, and then it goes into another thing, which is probably right. what you mean. So I'm going to play a witch's invitation portion, because I think this part three is where he goes into the house. He sees all of the items that Isaac has around, which are what... Uh, uh, evangelicals in the 80s and 90s believed to be satanic, uh, occultic symbols. Here we go. 
His house was filled with every occultic symbol you could fathom. Hanging pentagrams and horoscope signs. A Ouija board and Dungeons and Dragons games <laughs> set on the table. Could you imagine, though? <laughs> I, Dungeon, I'm glad... Straight up Dungeons I, and I'm Dragons. I'm glad you played that clip. Uh, the That synth part uh, on that doing the pitch bend that also reminded me a lot of x-files music yeah yeah oh weird yeah there, there's a lot of like like creepy sounds and organs on the on the carmen thing so that goes straight into something i was very excited to put on uh i bet you didn't know that there is a dance jam in the friday the 13th oh. movie movie series but uh part three (laughs) part three contains what some fans call the disco theme theme from friday the 13th part 3d by harry manfredini i i have a clip oh oh yeah and wait for that theremin to drop oh name is jason i'm here to say slapping that ass so uh there's like it that's like from the middle of it but there's like this swelling harry manfredini score and at like some point you see like jason's mother's dead decaying head and then like the 3d logo pops up at you oh yeah and it, it, the disco beat i uh I, I told logan this i last night i literally watched that movie last week oh my god that's crazy wait th- this so, was on wait. my mix yeah I had it on this year's mix. Oh. I put it on there. I'm like, oh, because oh this song really? slaps ass, you know? It just slaps it. Yeah, dude. It just slaps it. And uh, So you took it I off? I took it off because I don't know what the justification was. I was already running too long, and I was just like, uh, they're, they're yeah. not going to want to listen to like a fully instrumental. Long. But I was like, I'm so glad that you put it on there because I think it's a it's a vital song for a Halloween mix because it's just so rad. And when you're watching the movie, mm-hmm. I think it really hits home too. Like when you see the movie, it just comes up like, yeah, where'd this song come from? This is awesome. <laughs> I know, I like, know. It's like this is not your dad's Friday the Thirteenth. It's scary. It's just this one's got rhythm. In between them, throwing shit at the screen like Ooh, exactly. I'm glad you put it on there. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, well, it w- how weird would it have been if two of these mixes had <laughs> theme from Friday Well, the I'm surprised that so far we haven't had any same songs, but we've had same artists. Yeah. Same album, even. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in, in, so the listeners know in past years, we've definitely overlapped songs. Um, that has happened. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to the one that, that I thought Josh was going to have, uh, but that, that comes later. So, uh, sorry in advance that I kind of like took all the horror movie real estate. I know I kind of <laughs> crammed it all in there, but I, I, I wanted to do instrumentals. I think they're fun to include to mix it up. I do too. So we do some more Carman crap, and then we do. Hopefully, um, Logan gives this one a pass because it's a secret song on My Chemical Romance's Black Parade album. It's called Blood. For a while, so give the blood. Blood, gallons of the stuff, give them all that they can drink and it will never be enough, so give them blood. Oh, why do you yeah, say, don't hope Logan gives it a pass? That's funny because, oh gosh. Well, because maybe this song isn't for everyone, but I find it fun and funny and uh, and jaunty. Uh, it's just a little piano jaunt that's a secret song at the end of um, 
a short little thing. Shoot up, brother. A short little. Uh, Shoot up. Uh, it's macabre. Bit of business. I like it. <laughs> I, I am a well-known sucker for a jaunty piano tune, uh, so so yeah, it it fits really well. I think it fits well in your mix. I think it's placed well. It, it's it's definitely a, a good inclusion. Yeah, I definitely wanted it to come right after the 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 Carmen bit. Mm. Logan, were you? I don't know. Are you a fan? Were you already a fan? Well, I don't want to. Uh, I maybe I should just go ahead and tip my hand early just to save us uh, time, uh, but. Uh, you know, out of all the, like I said, I, I love all the, the songs that everyone put on there and definitely didn't skip any of them. If I had to skip something on this one, I think it would be this one, which I'm <laughs> like, you, you called me on it. So that's why I was like, oh, wow, he, he got it. Um, okay. But I do, I, I appreciate it. And I do appreciate My Chemical Rom- Romance. I don't have anything against them at all. Um, it also reminded me of dancing, uh, dancing in the show tonight by Ween off the, the the first track off the Mollusk. It's that same kind of like kind of jaunty kind of feel. So I appreciated mm-hmm. it definitely. But uh, yeah, I'd never heard it before, so it was well, cool to hear. Okay, though it is a a secret song on that. It's not a secret song on here, so I guess you don't have to give it a pass. Anyway, Blood goes straight into um, a Cure song. Um, called All I Want Ooh. from Kiss Me Times 3 or Kiss Me Cubed, however you want to say that. Um, Kiss Me Cubed. I'm glad you put this on so, here. Yeah, yep, it, for sure. I, I put this on for for pure vibe. I just hear it and I'm like, yeah, this is one of the Cure's better spooky, vibey type songs, and it it makes me think of, of this time of year. And and I I don't know, I, it almost didn't make the cut, but it, it, it's just all vibe. Do you it, guys? Yeah, think it's, it's one it's, of the it's one of my favorites. Better from Cure songs. Kiss me, kiss me, kiss me for sure. I I think it's a mm-hmm. it's a great one. It's one I go back to a lot. I, I am mainly yeah, familiar good. with uh, pornography and uh, disintegration, and I really like this one off uh, off of Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me, and, and we'll have to seek out the rest of it. I, I know it's kind of another one of the big Cure albums um, th- that I have not gotten into yet. I think you would yeah. really like that I one. I think you will, Actually, too. Actually, like, yeah. I feel like that it's would be a lot of bangers. alley. Uh, Head on the Door, I really like as well, yeah. but Head on the Door, I don't know, I feel like Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me would be much more in your wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, although it is a double album, so it's like a lot. But it's only, music. it's still not a whole lot. It's like, what, 17 yeah. tracks or something? 17 or 18 tracks? Yeah. But, Some are very long. Yeah, but it, there's, a, there's a variety. I, variety. As far as spooky Cure songs go, uh, when I did that Succubus mix a couple years ago, I put <laughs> Lullaby on there. Oh, yeah, that's um, a great that one. another one that kind of is a good spooky Cure song. If you hadn't have done Lullaby, I might have done Lullaby at some point. Um, What's going on with Carmen? So, back in the back in Carmen's world, um, previously in Carmen, uh, so <laughs> now he's been challenged, <laughs> challenged by this witch, this male witch, um you know like my devil is stronger than your god type of stuff like insane shit that would never ever happen outside of a uh, an evangelicals fantasies um and right right as um 
Isaac has has thrown down the <laughs> Isaac talks about all the uh <laughs> cursing he's done and it's offensive shit like uh I gave a guy AIDS cuz I worship the devil. Um <laughs> it's like it's I think it's something like I cursed a I cursed a man with AIDS or no because I was paid by his aunt. And it's like, what? That's oddly specific, yeah, by the like, way. It's like, is this, is this a true story you want to tell us about, you weird motherfucker? Um, it's bizarre. Um, so he's like, "What's what can your God do to, to compare with, with my magic and stuff? And then we go into uh, my obligatory Billie Eilish song, <laughs> all about angels and devils. All the good girls go to hell. And once the water starts to rise, and heaven's out of sight, she'll want the devil on her teeth. Well, the song starts, My Lucifer is Lonely, and... You know that that's the main reason it got on the mix. Probably also, I just think it's a bop, and uh, I wanted I did a Billie Eilish last year. Me and Josh both did the same song, "Bury a Friend." It's a it's a. I, I, I mean, thought you guys fair, were going to do it again. Whole, I thought it was going to happen again. Her whole debut album, like it could almost be a <laughs> Halloween album. Like there's so a lot many of, of those songs are are in that vein. Yeah, uh, actually, Target right now is having a vinyl sale, and they have oh, a copy of her album. It's glow in the dark vinyl, buddy. I have, and it. I'm I'm tempted. Does it sound like I'm very shit? Tempted. It's. A, I don't know. I don't uh, know. I'm just I'm not because of Billie Eilish, it, but because of glow in the dark. Glow in the dark. It just seems like a cool record to be glow in the dark. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That as if I'm going to listen to it in the, glow dark, in the dark. But you know, well, you gotta... I have a, uh, I I have a different colored one of that album for playing. But the glow in the dark is just for looks because it's cool. There's right. like five, five or six. Anyway, so yeah, I thought. Uh, I also thought maybe Josh because Josh said he thought he we were going to have one yeah. of the same ones again. I thought maybe this would be it. Um, that goes straight into uh arctic monkeys uh crying lightning a song i always thought had just such a creepy vibe that i i love it so much this whole album it's from humbug has a lot of halloweeniness to it um god i love that album i uh, i did a transition that i'm gonna play i actually have it the uh all the good girls go to hell ends with bass and um crying lightning opens with this fuzzy bass that sounds so fucking good, and I dig this transition. Here it is. They often do these angular uh, guitar uh, licks that that sound like some sort of version of the whole spookabilly thing, but more palatable to me. It's, it's hard to describe why I love it so much, especially as a non-guitar player. But uh, I can't get enough of the the the, the creepy Arctic Monkey sound. Um, I uh, I'd like to jump and say I love this song. Good. <laughs> so do I. Um, I, I'm I'm not super familiar with Arctic Monkeys past their first album. I had that first album 
when it came out, whatever people say I am, I am, or whatever that, it's called. That's what I'm not. Um, that was that was the only one I really had and listened to all the way through quite a bit when it came out. And then I never got into the other stuff after that. And uh, but yeah, It gets I, looks like they worked one. with Josh Homme on this, which makes sense here in that yeah. bass tone. It shows. It shows big time. Yeah, I was definitely a big fan. Um, this is kind of similar to how I've been sprinkling seeds with Ghost. You're sprinkling seeds with Arctic Monkeys, mm-hmm. and I've mm-hmm. I will say I really liked the the song that you put on uh, last year's mix. Uh, this one did Pretty Visitors. Yes, that uh, this one uh, didn't quite top that one, but I really liked this one as well. So I was I'm really stoked to get more into arctic monkeys because i haven't really heard anything cool. other than what you've played me so i think that's what i love about these mixes is, is that everyone's kind of bringing to the table some stuff that we haven't heard and uh gives us an opportunity to start looking into investigating a little bit so that's cool yeah yeah uh pretty visitors is is fucking incredible i would recommend just listening to the whole album humbug which has both of those songs and the the homie thing they recorded a bunch of it in the and desert and watching the x-files episode humbug. humbug humbug also good okay is that with peter Boyle? um no that's okay. clyde bruckman's final repose humbug is the one with the circus freaks jim rose uh, crying is in it Crying Lightning goes into the the full title, I believe, is John Carpenter's Halloween, and it's uh, it's a technically a cover by uh, Oscar winners Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. This is not not just the Halloween theme, that famous John Carpenter thing, but kind of a like a seven or eight or nine minute uh, homage to the whole uh, suite of of music that John Carpenter did. For like the whole first movie um, includes like the creepy sound effects and some of that stuff you heard at the beginning. So here's like, here's their version of that, that main lick from the beginning. So the synthesizer wise, very similar to the original Carpenter sense the piano is like this completely muted staccato thing. It's an interesting take on it. Um, there's this long, it's a long track. There's a middle section that's gets quiet and it's just noise. And I'm like, what am I going to do with this thing? <laughs> I stuck another episode of Carman in there <laughs> just to kind of fill it out. Plug, uh, plug it up with some Carmen. Yeah. I just plug that hole with Carmen <laughs> and let him get all up in it and figure out what he was going to do when his faith was uh, violated or, you know, he was victimized or whatever he's talking about. Um, and then it goes in, then it goes into full balls to the wall, uh, Reznor Halloween mode. I'll play part of that. And I can get enough fire. Of shit. Shit's fire, dude. I know. Right. Right. Uh, what a banger. And then it is, it just, uh, like every Trent Reznor song, it just kind of abruptly stops. And, uh, oh yeah. man, I, I think it's a it's it's a great homage. It really hits checks all the checks all the boxes. Uh, I I like the little extended version. It's kind of like traditional, but at the same time, like nine ish nailsifies it. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So then, when that abruptly stops, um, it gets a bit quieter. And I had um, speaking of our 
trio of of gravelly old men. I have Leonard Cohen come in <laughs> with, with Avalanche. I stepped into an avalanche. It covered up my soul. When I am not this hunchback. Avalanche is a creepy song that uh, a lot of people have covered. Like all Leonard Cohen songs, it's covered to death. Um, Ghost actually <laughs> does a cover on it on a seven inch right. that came with my uh, copy of Prequel. Um, I don't quite like it as much as as the original um and and though i'm not huge into cohen i uh did i say cohen leonard cohen Cohen. the the whole vibe and creepiness and spookiness of this song uh earned it a place on this mix uh i just felt like it had to go on um i don't know if you guys feel that that it the vibe uh what do you guys think about this whole vibe Uh, leonard cohen can get real creepy yeah, sure. of course he can. Um, I, I've, I think I, I can't remember what song I've put one on before, but now I don't remember which one it was. Um, He's a creepy but dude. Yeah, he, he especially in his later years, I feel like. Although this song, I think, is from an nineteen seventy one. Per, um, per uh, the Wikipedia, yeah, yeah. I, I really yeah. like this. Um, you know, I kind of felt this was spiritually similar to uh, to the the Bob Dylan track that, that I picked. Um, I had not heard this song. And was was really really um, you know blown away. Um, I I like the the guitar playing. You know, it's yes, uh, it's a really it's insane. Unique, What's he doing? <laughs> um, it, it, apparently uh, he calls it uh, his chop. Um, you know, so just ha- has <laughs> a very um, you know kind of distinctive uh, way. I, I would have to kind of sit down and listen to it, uh, you know, several more times to you know be able to take a guess at what exactly he's doing. But but it's it's distinctive. He's just going nutso on those strings is what he's doing. Um, and then there's, of course, like the or, uh, orchestra string swells. And it's mostly just that and his, and his uh, guitar chopping and his his weird voice. Josh, fun fact for you. Uh, did you watch that the HBO miniseries I'll Be Gone in the Dark, True Crime? You know, I have read the book mm. I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara, but I have not seen the miniseries. I recommend it. The credits music is uh, Amy Mann's cover of Avalanche. Ooh, that would be excellent. It's quite good. I can Uh, see that. So speaking of of centerpieces, I I kind of forgot to mention that the the whole long Halloween thing, I kind of feel like starts a centerpiece section, even though we're late in the game now. I feel like maybe that's a centerpiece. I, I definitely, when I was planning this, album i definitely planned it somewhat around of course starting with spirit and this next track close your eyes by kim petrus and i'm gonna i'm just gonna play the transition from avalanche into close your eyes which was very intentional and i I liked how it ended up So Kim Petrus is a pop singer. Well done. (laughs) Very nice. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I wanted the transitions to be musically correct. um, And I've been keeping her, I I don't know how successfully, um, under wraps for about a year because I, I wanted 
I wanted her all to myself for Halloween <laughs> mix uses. <laughs> That's she. Uh, I don't know if anyone's heard of her, but um, nope. Okay, then I did my job uh, correctly. She released an EP uh, about a year ago or so, and then la- later an extended full LP version, which I uh, I have the EP on on vinyl, and I I have the the extended version on pre order. It's essential. It's essentially an entire album of spooky Halloweeny songs. So any any one of these songs can be put into a mix. Uh, I could, you know, if it if it were socially acceptable to put five Kim Petras songs on the same mix, I could easily do that with all the all the bangers, all the Ooh. spooky bangers she's got. I'll check it so out. So I fucking I like this. Ad- adore this. It bangs so hard. I, I'm gonna play the the climax of the song that that possibly bangs the hardest. To give you an idea. <laughs> um, it, it's it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like the new thriller. It's got quite a, a thriller thriller vibe to it. But here it goes. So if you know me, you know there's got to be a dance pop banger somewhere on there. That four on the floor. So, yeah. It it went yep. against uh, it head to head with uh, that Grimes song, you know. I think it's going to be one of those songs that uh, grow on me like that that Grimes song did. Cool. I'm glad to hear that. Please, everyone, go check out. It's called "Turn Off the Light." Uh, the title track has Elvira on it, doing the um, uh, nice. sort of uh, uh, Vincent Price type of thing. Does Vincent Price ever wear a very low cut boobity kind of outfit? I I wish he did. I wish he did. Um, then we go into <laughs> that leads into kind of the climax of Carmen's adventures, um, where he I I guess he scares Isaac away. Isaac, the most impotent Satanist of all time, by just saying like I don't know Jesus and stuff. Uh, <laughs> And so Satanism and the devil are foiled because Carmen has the Bible, obviously. Then it lead, that leads directly into a song that I cannot believe was not on Josh's vampire mix. Uh, <laughs> a little, little on the nose, but blah. I guess I well, he is for, for vampire. That's you had Dracula shit all over your thing. <laughs> it, it's... Uh, it's Dracula's Wedding. Um, is from the uh, uh, Outcast uh, double album. This is from the Andre Three Thousand side, and it's uh, featuring uh, Khalees of Milkshake fame. Did I say that right? I think so. Well, um, it, it's a weird but really fun song. My favorite part is the synthesizer that goes bug nuts. I'm going to play a little <laughs> bit of that, and you. <laughs> You can hear uh, you can hear uh, Kalisa's awesome uh, vocal part during this um, synth freakout. And that's not even all of it, but I just that's just a taste of it. Um, is anyone else a fan of this before oh, yeah. this? Oh yeah, yeah. It was a popular album. I, we all had this album, I right? I guess uh, 
What's that? Does everyone have like know this album? Like, I oh, feel yes. like we oh, all yeah. we all know this album. <laughs> the the love below more well, versions of this album. I know it was obvious. Oh yeah, we, for we sure. were all in college college yeah. when this came out. Exactly. <laughs> I feel yeah. like you exactly. couldn't avoid this, this hearing was, this. Uh, yeah, this is the album I listen to a lot. <laughs> Me too. Oh yeah, front front to back, bo- both albums. Um, By the way, a uh, quick quick side note. I don't know if anybody saw the video that went viral this year where someone found Andre 3000 and he was just playing the flute like at a gas station I, just I outside. Oh, my God. And somebody was like, are you Andre 3000? He's like, hey, what's up? Is he <laughs> okay? Like, uh, well, it's just like, I guess if you had to guess, where is Andre 3000 right now playing the flute outside a gas station? Would <laughs> it's high on the list. Be, you know? High on the list of, of where I guess. <laughs> Drinking a bang. <laughs> um that goes into another uh movie instrumental by howard shore from a, a fucking awesome film i hadn't seen until recently called ed wood the title music is creepy and features a lot of theremin real theremin this time it has yes. a lot of stormy rain sound effects awesome title sequence you should just go watch the video of it on youtube somehow turns the hollywood landscape into a horror film doing it in black and white helps a lot you guys edward fans yeah it's got that doesn't it have that exotica kind of feel to it that like haunted exotica um but yes i love bongo yeah i've i've got edward on vhs somewhere i'm definitely a fan of that movie I, I know it's I know it's supposed to be good. I've I've not had a chance to catch it yet, but I, I really liked the track. You, the the bongos, like you said, are you know r- really set set that mood. Yeah. You know that that mid sixties kind of kind of vibe. Uh, Jess and I were kind of watching uh, most of the Tim Burton movies. Um, not going to watch every single one. Not going to do that to myself. But this is I think this is easily the best uh, for my taste, at least. Um, and there, there are several good ones. Um, that's followed by the kind of bookend uh, to Witch's Invitation, where uh, Carmen, the the tough badass, <laughs> kind of slams the door on on the evil witch Isaac, and is like, uh, "Yeah, I showed you uh, what's what." And by the way, thanks for your witch's invitation, whatever the hell that means. And then that kind of goes into our closing song. Which I thought, because um, Josh had mentioned in previous episodes, getting a little bit into Phoebe Bridgers, apparently not as into her as me. I thought maybe he would include this. Uh, maybe it was too obvious. The song is literally called Halloween. So I was like, oh yeah, no brainer. I'm going to put it on my Halloween mix. Baby, it's I did consider it. Uh, okay. I, I was aware of the song and thought about it, um, but but did not because it it didn't really fit my theme and my criteria for what I wanted. Um, yeah. So I didn't I didn't put it on. But and it's it's a little bit shoehorned into my theme, and I just really like that it's called Halloween, and that the thematically it's like you can be anything, you know, like 
dress up as someone else, kind of like the ministry song and the typo negative song. Um, yeah, the, the, the refrain is it's Halloween and you can be anything. Uh, check it out. I highly recommend the whole album Punisher. Yeah, I like, um, I like this. Yeah. Very pretty, gorgeous stuff. Look, look up every recent live performance of hers that you can, especially her tiny desk at home concert. Good stuff. Um, and then I done, I done did a sneaky secret track. I, I had a little bookend clip of the Satanist Australian boy saying uh, the uh, the newscaster asks if he loved the devil, and he said, "Yeah, I kind of did," or what, something like that. Then the secret track, which I feel like uh, could make great alternate theme music to this episode. I'll just play a bit of it here. Anything can happen on Halloween. Dog could turn into a cat. There may be a toad in your bass guitar, or your sister could turn into a bat. Does anyone else get the feeling that Tim Curry was kind of making this up as he went along? <laughs> <laughs> kind of doing a Probably. Bowie impression. <laughs> I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was David Bowie at first. Oh, I was like, "What is this no. from? What Bowie thing is?" And Bowie. Then I would looked it not. up, and yeah, Tim Curry. Bowie would never. Um, I thought it was maybe from like Labyrinth or something. <laughs> There's not a Halloween song. I've in Labyrinth. never seen Labyrinth. Oh my god! What? See Labyrinth. I, I have also never Gosh, seen Labyrinth. Babe, dance. So. Oh, y'all are Guys. missing out. Well, this is from a movie I have not seen in its entirety called The Worst Witch. I think that's what it's from. And, but it ha- I guess there's a thing where in the somewhere in, in there where they let Tim Curry kind of do his thing and he gets his own music video. I highly recommend watching the video with um, 80s era digital video effects all over it. Uh, it's very goofy. You're, on Halloween, apparently your dog can turn into a cat, and that's like the most shocking thing you can think of. <laughs> your sister could turn into a bat. The lyrics are just uh, bug nuts. Um, <laughs> bug I, nuts. I hope everyone else got a kick out of it because I certainly got a kick out of anything that happened on Halloween as performed by Tim Curry. Oh, I did. Um, I, uh, I said, Blake invites us into a crazy coven with a well-produced slash packaged mix that will undoubtedly cast a spell on the listener. Rockers such as Ghost, Ooh. Garbage, and Arctic Monkeys rounded out with pop sensibilities and B-movie slasher references. Uh, my banger was definitely Spirit by Ghost. Um, I don't sleep yeah. on it is that Halloween theme by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. Um, sorry, uh, we, we've already talked about My Chemical Romance. No disrespect towards them. And yeah, then I would definitely sure. cover uh, The Cure All I Want. Nice. My banger is the Friday the 13th Part 3 theme because wow. that shit is awesome. My <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't Sleep on It is Crying Lightning, Arctic Monkeys. I... Just I I never really listened to Arctic Monkeys past that first album, like I said, and and that song really uh, stuck with me. And it's it's definitely in my uh, wheelhouse, I think, of, of things I like. And then, as far as a cover, I mean, we gotta do Carmen, which is an invitation, <laughs> the, whole the entire thing. thing. Oh my Spoken god! Spoken word with just sound effects in the background. We'll let well, you take that that uh, challenge, Josh. We'll, we'll leave you up to that. <laughs> yeah, you get to see uh, you play Carmen. <laughs> yeah, 
I don't know. Uh, actual cover. I mean, I feel like there's some that you could say like we could probably pull off. Like, I feel like the Arctic Monkeys one is is definitely the closest to a standard kind of uh, two guitar bass kind of band uh, song that would work. Um, I don't know. You've got me thinking about this Leonard Cohen avalanche like interpretations that different mm. people have done. That might be yeah. kind of cool. I don't know, Matt. What do you think? Uh, I would. Um is thinking about covers I, I wouldn't mind taking a swing at uh at graveyard girl i think that'd be a fun one to to try and do oh, um, yeah. i have been sleeping on leonard cohen and am not going to do so anymore uh don't sleep on it uh don't sleep on the avalanche uh y- you'll get buried and my banger is all i want oh nice all right well thanks guys and thanks thank you logan for that write-up um Straight oh, out yeah. of straight out of Rolling Stone or NME. <laughs> we had um, some uh, good overlaps. We, sh- we had Ministry, The Cure, Ghost, Radiohead, Trent Reznor, oh, and yeah. and Talking Heads. So there's some the usual mm-hmm. suspects. No double songs. Um, no, amazingly. Yeah, I think it was uh, a good Halloween. Four, four great mixes. Yeah, we should wrap four great mixes, four great hours of the longest podcast ever made. We should wrap this thing up. Yeah, I. So let's talk about where listeners can hear this stuff. So, um, Logan, you want to talk about the YouTube yeah. stuff first? Uh, so we just started up our more of that slash discographology uh, YouTube channel where you can find, hopefully we're going to be uploading, uh, the podcast itself, but we'll also be kind of, uh, posting our playlist to follow along. So I, I know that I've already made like my Nirvana top 10 list. I'm working on a, a Heim one once we finish that episode. Um, and we're going to have our Halloween playlist up there for you to check out as well. So you can go and listen to them. Uh, so that's on YouTube under uh, more of that discographology. And if uh, you want to hear the songs that are available on Spotify all mixed up, I've went ahead on our more of that Spotify page, which if you just search more of that on Spotify and look through artists, you'll find it. Um, on that page, I've not only now linked to the podcast, I put our Halloween playlist up, which has the songs from this year as well as previous years in it and you can just you know hit shuffle if you want to and put it on at a halloween party and it will yeah oh it'll it'll last you the whole night through i'd imagine it is i think it's longer than this <laughs> it's like 12 <laughs> no, hours it's like 12 hours of music i think is um should we go ahead and do some some plugs or twitter at discographpod uh, Spotify I already said uh, also just you can go to more of that.bandcamp.com to find our music there's a, a on the Ox Network our podcast network uh, my other podcast Shelf Life recently released our spooktacular episode uh, I do a podcast with my wife called Are You There Pod about young adult novels and we were recently on um, another local podcast called Spring Food Mo. A food review restaurant, local restaurant review show, and we had a lot of fun. You should check that out to hear me and my wife and our friend Josh. Different Josh. Sorry, different Josh. Josh, Josh one. He was Josh. on the network first, so Josh. I'll call one. him. I'll, yeah, be, I'll, call, I'll be Josh, Josh two. two. No, I'll call him Josh B. <laughs> That's confusing because his name is Josh A. <laughs> 
Um, Never mind. Any other any other plugs we want to do? Logan, Matt, anything? Uh, we'd also just like to say th- thank you for listening and thanks for sticking with it. Hit us up on yeah. Twitter with your Halloween picks. I, I know everybody has them. Uh, we're at Discograph Pod, and I am Edward James Almost on Twitter. Well, with that, uh, I guess we're we're done. Uh, next, um, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled program of Heim, their discography for the next episode you listen to. And uh, yeah, have a good Halloween. Have a safe Halloween, and you know, listen to some uh, Halloween music. Remember to listen to spooky music. Spooky. Anything can happen on Halloween. Your dog could turn into a cat. There may be a toad in your bass guitar Or your sister could turn into a bat Christmas time brings the snow Summertime brings the sun But on Halloween your blood begins to run Something spooky is going down And it can happen on Halloween It's better than a 